Ladies of the turning table. 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 Ladies of the turning tables. Ladies of the turning table. Ladies of the turning table. Ladies of the turning table. Ladies of the turning tables. Meet La Dame. Her energy is as big as her music selection. She's a party rocker and an academic researcher when she's not producing a banger remix or giving a workshop. In today's episode, she talks about our influences, our gigs, and experiences. Get inspired by La Dame! Let's go, guys! Hello. Hello, la dame. How are you? <laughs> you are you fine? Thanks to invite me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you were in the same city and now we're talking via Zoom. <laughs> you know? Too much, too much pressure. Exactly. <laughs> too much pressure. Exactly. But we're here. So, okay. So first of all, what is your name already? Because you have two names. So what is the your preferred name for... My preferred name as an artist is uh, Ladam, but you can call me Erika because we are talking with no formality. So come on. Okay, so but I been... had another name as a uh-huh. DJ. It was DJ Carrie during years and years and years. Okay, so it was your former name then. Okay, now I get it. Exactly. So, so officially, you're Ladam. Yeah. Okay, and could you tell us why did you choose that name? Because it's really funny actually. because during years i had so this name dj carrie and in fact carrie in french it means like like in english this bad tooth that is uh, uh, making you pain mm. and at the beginning it was really a joke like 20 years ago and when i became a producer i thought yeah like it's not serious name dj carrie not nice it's a dj name so i was thinking about something more elegant and more maybe feminine. And we decided to do it with my boyfriend because as a foreigner, he does not really talk in French. And it shows, in fact, between few names. And yeah, so it shows Ladam. And for a foreigner, I think it's even more elegant than for a French. Indeed, a Ladam. Ooh, yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> so, so, how did you get into DJing then? In fact, in 2000 or 99, 2000, I was someone already listening to a lot of music, but I was like 18 years old. And uh, for, for one or two years, I was going in free party. And I made, met a crew of peeps doing little free party in South of France. And one of them were mixing. And through this guy, I was uh, meeting some other guys mixing too. Oh. And uh, I was like, wow, fascinated by this medium. So I wanted to learn. And so I got, I got into mix through a collective of peeps in free parties, so hard techno, drum and bass, playing music like this. But after like one or two years, I, I realized that free party was nice, but this collective was really on drugs. So for my personal health, I decided to 
give up with this crew and I went back to my city where I met a guy with who I felt in love. And he was coming from hip hop and had one turntable and me, I had one turntable. Oh, and so we had two turntables together. And oh, nice. And there I began really to train a lot on scratching turntablism and mixing more pro properly. So, yeah, this was around 2002, 2003, something like this. Okay. So I didn't knew you were scratching. <laughs> I was scratching a bit. In fact, in 2003, 4, 5, I was training a lot. I'm able to, I'm able to make a crab and easy figures like this, like a, mm -hmm. a simple scratch, a reverse scratch, a double crab, like tick, tick. Mm -hmm. I'm able to make some figures very easy, like, for example, doing... Nice. So, yeah, I'm able to do it. And I'm able to beat jungling, too. Wow. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I was training a, a lot. Like you remember this documentary Scratch? Come on. I think, <laughs> I, think yes, I watched it like maybe one thousand times. And at this at this uh, time, I was like big fan of being like this type of DJ shadow DJ, like mixing a lot of different music, but being a turntablist that can play in a club. Mm. This was my aim, in fact. Okay. Okay. So did you manage to get there? Uh, I think at the moment when when I I got to when I began to play on CDJ, I, I stopped this dream to be a turntablist, but I got some reminiscence about this and sometimes I'm doing baby scratch during sets and I'm not beat jungling anymore or doing like scratch figures on my mixes, but I got this culture. And for the moment, my, my daily life, let's say, give me no time to train more on the scratch, but it's one of my dreams. So maybe at the moment I will get time and continue oh, nice. to practice my scratch techniques. <laughs> nice. I discover stuff every day from you. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Yeah, but in fact, you you should see me scratching. You would say I'm not a beginner. I'm not a beginner in scratch. I'm, I know some stuff. Nice. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, so you came from turntablism and rave parties, and now you're here. So can you describe us your, your style now? Uh, I think I'm a global bass uh, DJ and a producer, too, in global bass. So when I'm in global bass, it means it comes from everywhere on the globe. And it's uh, bassy, so it, it's, it's influenced by bass in the large sense of the, of the term. Like, uh, it's, yeah, I don't play. In fact, it's more easy to say what I don't play than to say what I play. Okay. I don't play techno. Okay. I don't play techno. I don't play dark styles. Okay. I don't play everything that ends with wave. Like mm -hmm. I don't play new wave, cold wave, all this, all this. No waves. I don't no play, waves. I don't play so much house, but I love house. But sometimes I play house, but I prefer this type of like Chicago house, really warm mm -hmm. that comes from hip hop. I'm mm -hmm. not so much inside minimal house or Ibiza house. Okay. Uh, I love when there is like something that comes from Western, like Arabic or Indian. 
or yeah, stuff like this I love. So when there is a sample Indian or Arabic, I love. I love music from Africa, electronic, Afro, I love. I play a lot of Brazilian music and I'm digging a lot of Brazilian jazz, samba, musica popular brasileira, bossa nova. Uh, yeah. I love like all the percussionists and drummers from, from Brazil. I don't like so much, I'm, I'm not playing so much music that speaks uh, Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I would all the time play more Tarashinha, that is a style very slow mm -hmm. from Africa that uh, uh, speakers of Portuguese, but I don't play reggaeton, for example. Okay. I prefer dancehall than reggaeton. I prefer Tarashinha and Kizomba than reggaeton. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what I don't play, I don't play electro swing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh that. yeah, that's kind of, oh yeah yeah the the, it's the super popular. Yeah, yeah, I don't play electro swing or electro balkanic. I don't play yeah I don't play hardcore or art styles or hard techno or breakcore. But the rest I play. So I play I play as I say like a lot of Brazilian music, a lot of electronic Afro music. I play a bit hip hop but more golden age or underground hip hop from the 90s. I play beats, I play dubstep, I play hard drums, UK garage, UK bassline, breaks. I play drum and bass, jungle. I play all these kind of global beats we talked about. Uh, I play uh, a little bit of house and one and 20 BPMs. I play dancehall. I play Arabic electronic. Uh, yeah. So it's very eclectic. It's quite a lot. <laughs> it's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it's a unique style, you know. You could not put me in a, in a tag easily. Mm. And in, in the same time, it's a storytelling that belongs to me that nobody else, if I could, if I gave you if i would give give you sorry my my uh, usb and my music you would not play the same as me the storytelling is unique i think that's great <laughs> and that should be like that by the way <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's what makes you a dj because if you would play like i don't know an algorithm or spotify you won't be a dj so yeah but in fact there's a lot of dj for me like that are playing something very framed and very that you could listen everywhere like okay. and in fact yeah i'm not like this and uh, yeah it's this but in the same time i think there's a lot of dj very unique too yeah there's a lot of people able to make a great storytelling or a unique storytelling you are like this Thank you. Coming from you, it's a thank you very much. <laughs> um, my next question was in, uh, linked to the style you play because you, you you dig a lot Brazilian music, and I I know you that uh, you have a special relationship with Portugal and maybe Brazil in general. Can you tell me a bit why? Maybe. Yeah. So in fact, I say all the time I'm a luso lover, lusophone. It means someone who talks and speaks Portuguese, 
So in fact, it's not only Brazil or, or Portugal, but it's everywhere that speaks Portuguese I love. Uh, so yeah, in fact, it, it came from the fact I lived in Brazil for almost two years. And uh, yeah, there I discovered like a, a lot of different music that I already knew a bit, but not so deeply. So yeah, I, I was like going a lot in sambas, in carnaval trainings and stuff like this. I think if you love music, you should, everybody should do this in Brazil. And after I came back in Europe for six months and I had that, this terrible feeling called saudade. It's a nostalgic feeling. It's a unique word. You cannot translate it. It's a Portuguese word. So that means something that you miss, but you have the feeling that you will get back at it. So it's a bit okay. positive and nostalgic and melancholic. Mm -hmm. And so after these six months in Europe that I decided to go back in a Luso speaker country. So I, I, I went to Portugal for five years almost. And there I could continue to go in concert of Brazilian music, but I discovered all the electronic scene of, scene of Lisbon that is very interesting about Afro and electronics because the diaspora of African people in Lisbon is uh, making a, a new brew, let's say. Okay. And it's like a mix between Kuduro and, and electronic. So you have mainly two labels and Shufada, uh, famous from, for the group Buraka Son Sistema. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other label is called the Princip Disco. And it's like, it's, it's a crossover between experimental, techno, and a traditional music from Angola or Guinea-Bissau or Cape Verde. Okay. So there I discovered it. And in fact, I was playing it since a long time. I followed this movement since almost the beginning it, it, it was born in 2006, seven, eight. And going to Lisbon, it was night for me because I was able to go in all the parties they are doing and sing from close all this movement and it's very interesting a lot of good artists a lot of parties very interesting so you fell in love with the the lusophone culture then and yeah it sticks to you since now yeah yeah like now it's it's eight years i'm, to, I'm speaking portuguese and it's very important in my personality as a person and as a dj I'm trying a lot to play uh, music from people who talk Portuguese. Okay. Because you feel there is a lack of uh, visibility for these artists? No, no, but I love it. So <laughs> I do it. That's a good reason too. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's poetic, you know? It's like something that gives me poetry and the fact I understand this language, like, yeah, I love it. The, the poesy of, the poetry of this, of this language is like fascinating me. It's bewitching me. <laughs> nice. So, so yeah, because I, I heard um, one of your mix on the Radio Me, and I, I, I heard you talk Portuguese, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. <laughs> because uh, Radio uh, yeah. Me is French, right? No, it's not on Radio Me. In fact, you, you, in fact I'm, I'm invited in a new internet radio in Lisbon that's called Radio Olicipio. 
Okay. And uh, they asked me to make like spoken show, like five. And I decided to highlight a label that are making a bridge between Africa and, and Europe. So sure, I decided to highlight uh, a label from, no, a label from France first, Blanc Magnoc. And next is, uh, it, it was not uh, released yet. It's, uh, it, was last, it was not launched yet. It's called um, Principe Disco. And yeah, it's because it's a, uh, it's a radio, it's a Lisboet radio, so I'm talking in Portuguese. But I, I told like in the first show, ah, sorry, my French accent. <laughs> like in English, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> why not, you know global culture anyway so people get yeah. english most of the time so that's okay i'd say that's okay i'm able to talk so let's not say bad thing about this <laughs> okay so um so you get into the the that really uh vibrant and uh positive and energetic uh style of music that you play uh, most of the time so um what's your your second passion besides playing super music what, what, what do you like in the djing aspect of that in life uh in the in djing or music or what do you like after playing what's your favorite thing to do digging and producing okay so you dig records okay can you tell us more yeah i dig only brazilian music in fact for records but now it's strange because everything I want is very expensive, so it's hard. Ah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm digging a bit of Brazilian music in record and I'm producing. Yeah, oh, but now learning a lot about producing is really nice for me. And it's a new world, a new territory that, yeah, you, you need to learn a lot about it. And it's very interesting. What got you into producing? What, what? What got you into producing? In fact, a conversation with a friend of mine and me telling him, like, ah, I'm searching for this kind, this track, this, I would like a track that mix this and this, and I don't find. And he told me, yeah, it's your track, <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay. That's a great <laughs> advice, actually. So. Yeah, so I did it. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, nice. And so since when do you produce? In fact, I began in 2012-13 to, to use Ableton, but it was not so much serious. So I was like doing it like maybe 10 hours a year. So it was not so serious. And after I began, after this conversation, I was talking. So it was in 2018. And there I began to be really serious and to do it like a lot in my week. Like maybe now it's between one hour and 15 hours a week. So yeah, okay. it's a lot of practice. So in you, you mainly do remixes or you do from scratch? No, I do remix and my own tracks. Yeah, for the moment, like I have, I've made maybe 30, 35 tracks 
uh, inside this maybe 25 tracks released Emma congrats congrats that's a lot yeah. that's a lot uh, is there uh, one track that you're the most proud of Ooh. Uh, it's a track that hasn't been released now ah, okay <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay. so yeah i hope i will find the label to to release it yeah it's a track i made but yeah a track release that everybody could listen to it's a remix of yemen a friend of me that uh, in fact it's a kind of cumbia down tempo music and i made something a little bit like dubby okay and i love Yeah, I loved my. I, I had a lot of fun doing this track, and I think it's well balanced. And the special work on this track is, I think, is is good. Yeah, interesting. It's it's it was released on this year in January, on the American label uh, Wonder Wheel Recording. It's a global beat uh, okay. label. Okay. It's a ninety BPM track. Okay, quite slow then compared to what you play usually. I play every BPM. I know, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, teasing I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Okay, I will put the, the link in the, in the description, of course, so people could be able to listen to it and or to buy it yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so it's called the Sueño Contigo, Yemen. Alumni Guerrera, it's the name of the, of the singer who sang on it, but I didn't kept so much the voice okay and yeah it's on wonder wheel recording okay thank you for sharing this okay so um apart from producing and and, uh, and mixing I, i saw as well that you are making um, frequently uh, workshops for female djs can you tell us more? yeah yeah so in fact in 2000 16 or 17, I met a girl in Lisbon. She's called Tia. It's a girl from Denmark, Copenhagen. And uh, we had this type of long conversation of the lack of DJ girl and women in the in non-binary inside the music industry. And in fact, this girl is very important in, in, in working against this lack because she She founded a school for women in Denmark called Future Female Sounds. And in fact, in Lisbon, we talked about like doing it in Lisbon, but Portugal is quite complicated to do this. And since, uh, well, no, sorry, when I, when I came in Belgium, uh, in fact, she told me, yeah, let's do it in Paris, and I accepted. So since 2020, Uh, we founded her and me and two other girls uh, uh, workshop for DJ, women and non-binary in Paris. At the beginning, we were working in La Machine du Moulin Rouge, but now we, we work at Le Sacré, it's two clubs in Paris. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we are giving maybe four or five workshops a, a year. It's very nice because this year we earned Uh, a founding from, from Le Conseil National de la Musique. Nice. So uh, thanks to this founding, we can give the class for free and it's awesome. nice. That's cool. So we give the workshop for free and we try to, our public is like to help people 
that are not advantaged in the society, like for example, black women or poor person or no, uh, not working person or non-binary queer person or deficient physically or whatever. So, but we are not, we are not rejecting uh, candidature from girls, but we are trying to help people that would never access to this type of workshop without this help. So yes, this, and from now we had, so we made uh, 12 workshops since uh, 2020. And yeah, we are trying to think about like, because we only gave some beginners classes for the moment. Mm -hmm. So now we are trying to, to think about, uh, yeah, masterclass or uh, trying to make like formation that are more are longer. Like for example, we begin, but two weeks after we do another workshop for the same group, etc. So yeah, it's only the beginning of the adventure, let's say. Uh, Future Female Sound Paris exists, but it's very nice because Future Female Sound exists too in, in Copenhagen, so it's the La Maison Mère. And it exists too in Tunis and in Cairo. Nice. And in Berlin now. Okay, so okay. like it's a big community. And what we like too is the fact that we are we are helping to grow a community. Like we give the workshop, but uh, more far we build a community of person. For example, after this, we have a private group on Facebook for the babies DJ to continue 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 to communicate. And uh, we try, for example, to invite them on, on some events in Paris. And yeah, we integrate them in a big group on Facebook that is called Global Female DJ Meeting. It's a private group for uh, sharing ideas and help. So yeah, it's not only about giving a workshop, it's a community. For example, me, I helped after a workshop, a girl to prepare a set, a mixtape she was going to do for a club and I helped her after to build the story to help her how to record uh, she was too much stressed so I reassured her to say no your mix is nice don't worry so yeah it's not only giving classes it's it's a community nice so yeah I, I really like the fact that you 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 thought about that already and then that um um, this organization, also Future Female Sound, is including everyone, not only female, but also disabled people or uh, less privileged people as well. And it's really nice because um, the gear is expensive when you, you mix. We, either it's turntables or say DJs or controllers. You, you have some little ones that are kind of affordable, but when you don't have money, it's a lot to to invest yeah. in so uh so is it like only specific workshop day to time or sometimes you have uh, access to um to the gear outside these workshops for the moment in paris we don't have this possibility because we're working with the club and they don't let us like uh, go after the workshop but in denmark they are doing this Oh, nice. In the sense that they have an academy, like it's a normal school, and they give the possibility to peeps to come train, to record sets. And in fact, in Paris too, they have um, 
collaboration with the Indian radio, I forgot the name, and they, they have so a residency for baby DJs to train in the school to record a set for this Indian radio. So yeah, wow. but they have a lot of funding. And for the moment in Paris, we are very new and it's very long to build a, a, a project like this, but this is the aim, yeah? So this nice. Me like it, me like <laughs> it. So do you have a, a project maybe to, to do it in, uh, in Belgium as well or? Yeah, in fact, me as a person, I'm uh, also giving classes. For example, this year I was in Kinshasa, Congo to give a class, but I was with other, it was another collective, another association. But yeah, in fact, in August, we will give a class in Belgium with uh, a collective of guys, in fact. But we will see how is it. It will be a workshop only for women. Uh, we'll give it. And uh, the project is to see if it's possible to do it in terms of money in Belgium, in terms of in which place it will take place, etc., etc. So yeah. The project is to do it in Belgium, but for the moment we are we will try. We will make a try. Let's say a try again. in okay. August. It will be on the 21 of August, but uh, it's a it's a premiere to say it because it's only for example nobody know now. So yeah, on 21 of uh, August we will do one only with girl me as a teacher, and if it's nice, if everybody is if everything sorry is going well, we will collab with this association of guys they will help us to have a place and to have funding and ffs ffs belgium will be created oh nice exciting projects in the pipeline for female in the in belgium that's cool that's cool yeah yeah because, yeah, yeah, because i was saying that because you, you know we are in belgium right now and it's not easy as well to move from sometimes to paris because it costs money but if you have something next to your place it's easier to train and to to yeah it's strange yeah. because i have a lot of demand uh, from girls that already play a bit in in nights in clubs etc but they would like to improve so yeah i think in belgium so for this event i was talking about it it will be for beginners but after i think in belgium we have a real public for not beginners but people who know already a bit and yeah is this so it will be very interesting, I think. True, 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 true. There are a lot of beginners, but as well uh, a lot of intermediate DJs that would love to uh, dig a bit more their, their skills and uh, explore different things, whether in style yeah. or um, in gear as well. Because, for example, uh, what I faced as a DJ is um, a lot of people I, I know they don't know how to play on something else than their own gear but at all oh yeah well yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean and, and it's kind of frequent it's not i don't think it's something bad in per se but they they arrive on something new and they're oh, what yeah what, what do i do yeah, so, another difficulty you know? i think as a dj is to play like uh, with effects yeah for intermediate yeah it's not so easy no and yeah just uh, in fact, it's nice to build a community around this type of project because like this, you can share what you like because in fact, it's for this I love to do B2Bs. It's because, yeah, you always learn from the little skills from the others. Even exactly. me with 
20 years of DJing. But you know, the, the, the best teachers are the, are the best students because you know, you're still a student anyway. So you learn from your students as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's great uh, to give class as well. Each time I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing that sometimes. And uh, each time I'm learning from the people as well, because I'm like, ah, okay, so now if I explain this that way, they will get easier. Yeah. Or and, and sometimes when you explain something, uh, expecting one result, you will get another result. Yeah. And because this person will express uh, it differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. And you're like, oh, yeah i love <laughs> see them grow it's, uh, I yeah. back in the business okay so um how do you get your inspiration Oof. big question in fact i think i i pick it from a lot of different medium not only from music but in music uh, from a lot of different person and different styles uh like in production, maybe more old, let's say, old producers and new ones. Like, for example, I don't know, Mala, Mad Professors, Jazz, Pips, etc. And uh, yeah, I take it from, in fact, I, I pick my inspiration more from acoustic music than from electronic music. That is strange, but it's true. Like, because I'm listening a lot of ambient and jazz uh, during the day. And yeah, there's a lot of little details that, interesting, as that are interesting me. And uh, yeah, I think I pick my inspiration too from literature, sports, life, sun, traveling. Yeah. Hmm. So sometimes you you mean that you travel and you get an inspiration to make a specific set or just for producing more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, it's a good idea to say this because it's true. Uh, like I said, like uh, now I have like this this uh, podcast I do about label between Africa and Europe, and this label I was discovering them by traveling through my travels not traveling, but by living in different countries. And for example, if you, if you question me about when I'm building a, a podcast or a mix, in fact, I'm all following like a, a vibe, like for example, Western vibe or percussion vibe, or I'm following like a sound. For example, I would like, to make a mix more woody with woody instruments or a sounds more with break or a, a podcast sorry with breaks or a podcast with like more synth or more soft or more so yeah it's about maybe emotions or texture inside music yeah so when you build your remixes you, you do the same as well yeah completely yeah but yeah for example uh, about your question because i've never thought about this like when i'm going to kiosk every month and going uh, doing this this mix in kiosk like I'm, I'm trying to have like a vibe yeah it's exactly this or i'm i'm trying to articulate 
uh, around a music. Like for example, I have this track that I love that I'm not able to play in a party and I would like to play it in kiosk. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to choose this track that is difficult to play or difficult to put in a dance floor and articulating around this track a whole mix. So yeah, generally it's like this is, oh wow, I love this track, I will never play it. Let's articulate something around it. Uh, about my podcast on Hotmosphere Radio Me about Brazilian, it's about like uh, seasons. For example, um, the last one will, uh, that I recorded that will be online uh, end of June, it's about beach, like uh, staying on the sand, <laughs> chilling. Beach, really. Okay, beach. No, yeah, okay. The beach, beach where you like, lie down with the sea. Yeah, exactly, like sunny. <laughs> And for example, sometime on, on this podcast about Brazil, uh, I'm, I'm like discovering a new artist and thinking, wow, but this is from the new generation of samba or musica popular brasileira. Yeah, let's dig more on this, like, and try to make like a whole, a whole set about this. Or for example, uh, I'm trying to, to, yeah, to articulate about theme that I'm creating. So yeah, it's this. And in production, yeah, it's about the texture and uh, let's say a family of type of sound, but generally it's woody. Wood, I love when it sounds like wood, like cowbell with wood or little sticks or stuff like this. Or I'm trying like to have a, a vibe like trying to say, ah, yeah, I would like to vibe between dub and, and something like between dub and boom bap. Let's try, you know, like, yeah, something like this. Okay. So boom bap is functioning like this, and this is boom bap and dub, you got this, this strong sub and this type of snares. So let's try to pick everything I like from the two styles by inspiring me by other producers and Try to mix this, yeah, with this. Interesting. And so you like the, the um, acoustics and, and real life sounds from uh, uh, natural texture, right? That's what you just said. Yeah, but at the same time, I love subs and, and bass music. So I'm trying to get in the middle between all this, you know, like, okay. yeah. Acoustic, natural, organic, let's say organic, but I don't like this keyword so much, but yeah organic natural sounds mixed with sub and yeah and electronics i love this interesting makes me want to, to listen to something right now <laughs> but yeah, working on the sound actually like a dubstep sound i'm trying to do this in fact like yeah with sticks snares for example i download like a drum kit that is called real drums So it's only acoustics, kicks and snares and cymbal and crash mm -hmm. and rims. And I'm trying to do like a dubstep more electronic sound. So yeah, it's an in-middle, let's say. A natural dubstep. <laughs> I don't know if we can name it like this, but... I don't know. Like I just say it like that, you know. So. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. So, okay. And um, what was your, your last... Um, big um inspiration so far like from last week or 
I don't know, maybe yesterday or I don't know, something that really struck you like a few days ago or a few weeks that... An artist on it. A music, an artist or yes, something like this. Yeah, in fact, it's an artist called Ago. It's a dub, dub, deep dubstep artist. And in fact, in the same time, there is nothing original because he's doing like, for example, wet snares with a lot of echo and reverbs. But in the same time, the, the way he's treating all these snares and all the sample he used is very inspiring me. So I was listening a lot to him these last days. So yeah, it's this, particularly him, the last days ago. Yeah, so we want to hear it uh, in the new sets in a few days or? Oh, no, because in fact, I was like, Uh, coming back to this artist when I was doing my, my uh, preparing my mix for host festival and putting uh, three tracks uh, of this artist in my set. And last few days ago, I was like trying to figure out what I would put in my next uh, mix next week, next uh, Friday in Lyon and thinking, ah, yeah, it could be nice to begin with this artist because like, It could be nice to make like a link between my last mix in host and the next mix there. So I was listening back to all the, the selection I made for host. So yeah, it's this. Okay. Okay, okay. Thank you. A lot of, uh, of uh, tips and uh, how, how do you work as a DJ? So, yeah, yeah, but in fact, it's a work, no? Like preparing some parties, like... Yeah. You have to prepare. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, maybe there is a misconception here, but um, at least for us, we share, I think, the same view. When you prepare a mix, you prepare it. So you have to select the, the music, the tracks, the artists. No, the but vibe. look, sometimes I don't prepare nothing. Huh? It's because I think, yeah, for example, I was playing in Namur last month and I was thinking, yeah, it, it will be like, I will almost close the party and nobody saw me playing there nobody knows me in this city so yeah i will play something between all my bangers that i like all my styles and something exploring because me i'm a maniac dj i'm all my usbs are really well classified it's like if you if i would give it to you or, or, or to every dj you could play with it because it's very easy to find like it's or bpm or styles and inside the styles It's very like, very precise, the name I give to the folders. So yeah, for Namur, for example, I didn't prepare nothing. I came there, played my dance, dance floor set and that's it. Yeah, but when you, you say you didn't prepare anything, you still have prepared Ah, yeah, yeah, my USB is fucking prepared. Exactly. Your, your, your classification was so on point that actually you just yeah, exactly to feel the moment yeah. and then I go, okay, I want to play that. Okay, yeah, but you don't have to I'm look for it. Because, like... for example, I didn't prepare in the sense that, yeah, I came there, hand in the pocket first. Second, if a friend of mine that know me well, for example, from Lyon, that saw me a lot playing and know my tricks, would go there it would say me ah yeah i recognize one track on eight okay. let's say i know you erica i know your bangers i know what you like and i know your tricks to come from one bpm to the other like hey don't don't fool me 
<laughs> so, but we cannot say this about my mixing host, for example, because I was, I was uh, opening for math professor, and so it was like, ah, oh, let's prepare something very uh, a good warm up for this artist. So, and for example, next week I will play. So in this party, it's about like a Portugal party. It's about the the national day of Portugal and I will play before a, a Portuguese DJ. So I won't play only Portuguese music, but I will try to make something like appropriate first. And second, I was playing last week in Lyon. So I cannot play the same set I did last week. Exactly. <laughs> so I need to find something in between, you know, like. <laughs> so I will prepare it in the train, like. <sighs> Somehow it's good as well because so people that will come back to see you in Lyon will have a new set for you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They won't understand nothing. It will be completely different, I think. Nice, nice. So, um, if you had like a, a, one advice or more to give to uh, an aspiring DJ or young DJ or someone that wants to be a DJ, what would it be? Ooh. It would be uh, train a lot. Motherfucker, fatherfucker. <laughs> okay, yeah. curse Same word, but well chosen. Yeah, because for me, like it's very, it's a very serious game. Like so, yeah, train. But in fact, I was talking of this uh, yesterday with the uh, no, yeah, yesterday with Fatu that you know, DJ Fatu Sen. Hello, Fatou. And yeah, me, I'm an old school thinker. So yeah, uh, in 2000, 2002, when I began to play, it was like, yeah, uh, this culture was about to train a lot. And inside turntablism that we talked about, it's like there is this culture of working hard, no pain, no gain, you know, like that. And I'm in this uh, tendency, in this trend. I'm like this. I love to train. I love to... Be very serious. I'm not a DJ that drink a lot uh, on the desk. I don't drink alcohol uh, a lot. I want to be like very sober and to control everything I do. So yeah, train a lot. This is my my advice. Be serious. And, um, yeah, I mean it's super serious, and I mean it's it's the best one. I mean. You're not the, the first one to on this podcast to uh, say yeah? no, it's a point of view. I defend it, but you can have another one. But me, for me, it's very serious game. Even if at the moment I am on the stage, I'm like, oh yeah, it's fun. I love. But it's because now I've worked a lot that I control my medium that I'm able to have fun. I think it's my vision. I agree on that. Um I mean, I experienced it as well, so I can speak maybe for less advanced DJ than you. Um, <laughs> in fact, indeed, when you know your gear first and the music and how it's working and how to, I don't know, you know, make some transitions and, you know, work around music, yes. you can relax and let it go and just enjoy the moment you're you know, making the music to giving it to the public. So, yeah. Uh, it's better when some people are not uh, like this but it's okay but how do you, has... you see already some people doing something else like i don't know like not knowing anything and i don't know yeah i think uh, with the internet revolution 
there is other tendencies and the new generation are not taking the DJ's life the same, I think. It's not a critical reactionary comment, it's just an observation. And I've read a lot about this internet revolution uh, besides uh, being DJ and I'm interested in understanding this. But yeah, the culture is not the same. What I was describing to the master, the disciple, you know what all this Wu-Tang metaphor about? The sensei. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I am, as a, as a rap French group, was um, uh, de <laughs> developing this, this metaphor too, like the disciple and the master, and let's work. And I think with the internet revolution, things have changed and it's not the same really anymore. And now, and it's a different generation, yeah. Now maybe the appearance is, is more important than the skills, or maybe half-half, as, as important as the skills. And yeah, I'm not from this generation, so it's not my, it's not my trend. But do you think that they, these younger DJ, I mean, um, I mean, at least for this generation, the, the one you're talking about, do you do you think they have more stress, more stress to to not to know their gear better? But I mean, being like, okay, visible on every social media and being present everywhere. Okay, I get it. It's really important as well. But do you think they have like more stress like when they play or they're, they're okay no 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 it's the contrary they have less stress and they they have more facilities more it's more easy to be a dj uh, nowadays because yeah remember i remember you uh i remind you sorry it's like when i began to play and sorry to say this comment but it's true it's like Uh, vinyl learning, record learning, it's <laughs> its another level. It's, it's only on, on your ears. You need to listen a lot. You need to train uh, the turntable with the belt I was using at the beginning. It was re really delicate. Yeah. Every gesture was like a, a big difference. And now you have controllers and it's, it's a big helping hand. And now it's not the same to develop skills as a DJ. It's like But what is cool with the um, sync and, and controllers as a DJ, you can do something else, like it's a live, you play on the effects, you do loops, you can play four decks, you can do a lot of stuff, but it's another job. And I think it's easier, in fact, it's because yeah, you have a visual too. And the fact like you can play only visually almost, helps a lot because if you if you think about it you are a scratcher you know it to scratch for example and to be able to scratch you need almost to close your eyes to feel the uncoordination between your hands and when you cut what it's doing or not and for the sync djs and controller dj all the visual is helping you to to understand how the sound is made so it's easier yeah it's really easier It's the same for photography and a lot of uh, medium, in fact, nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's like doing a photo like 30 years ago, it was different. You had to know like the, the velocity of the, of, the, of the machine, the filters, how do you do it manually? Mm. Now you have like a lot of filter, you have a lot of helping hands. So yeah, it's, it's a different work, let's say, to work digitally 
but let's let's admit it's really easier really so if you, if you had to choose between uh, the, the the vinyl only or the the digital what would you choose now so Mm, it's 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 uh, dichotomic, but I would play. I would continue to play vinyl. I think if I was obliged to choose, I would uh, choose records. But in the same time, me, I'm in in between right now because I don't play uh, controllers. I play DJ CDG, but on a vinyl mode. <laughs> For example, I'm not using the CDG as a as a CD. I'm, I'm, for example, when I'm doing the cue, after this, I will do a scratchy scratch to feel where is the cue. So I'm not using it like I know. I do the same. <laughs> I put vinyl mode each time on the controllers on everything. And each time people are so. like, and they look at me like, like what? And I'm well, like, yeah, I know. I'm playing vinyl <laughs> okay. mode. I'm, sometimes I'm doing loops on the CDGs, CDJs, but yeah, it's like. I'm doing it, but I'm using it's in between, let's say. I agree. <laughs> I know. I do the same. I mean, I love the controllers. I mean, the, it's so, uh, let's say, light and uh, convenient to carry around. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but when I have the choice, I prefer my two turntables, my big mixer, everything on it. And, uh, you know, even yeah, me too. There, there are some problems you know why? because the touch the touch of a vinyl is like a dance with your fingers like and yeah i love this i, I hate on the controller that the the joggers uh, the jugglers are not are not sensitive it's like or too much sensitive or yeah it's, it's weird yeah. the sensitivity it's is really weird different. like exactly yeah it's exactly. two different things but i prefer vinyl it's like more touchy more delicate more as if it was a precious object like oh and it depends as well on the turntable you're using as well because sure you know, yeah yeah me i was learning on vestax oh. and vestax because it's a turntablist um, uh, brand it's uh it's a uh, very hard like you need to push it you need to put force on it and after this i was going on the pioneer but the model is uh is very similar to technics mk 2000 mm -hmm. and i feel it's very more fluent fluid and at the beginning, I was not happy with this because I love to do the distant tables like pushing with force. So yeah, I feel the difference, and I like like I like this to think about all this difference of the of the touch are very important for me. Are you agreeing? And even like I don't know you, but on the CDJ, I'm, I'm putting the most uh, the jugglers the most with force. I don't like when it's too much fluid. Ah, okay, so you, you put tracking like, force oh. at the most, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I'm putting the jugglers like very hard, as if it was it was a vinyl. Okay. I, I just put vinyl mode already, and I'm already like yeah. feeling oh, better yeah. so already. It's the, button, it's the button like uh, on the, the first on the left on the 2000 CDJ 2000 Nexus, mm -hmm. and you can push it on the right, and it will be very hard, your, oh. your jugglers, yeah. Okay. Because indeed, yeah. um, thank you. Because I'm not mixing a lot on CDJs. I'm not using either turntables or uh, controllers, so I'm in between. But um, now I know I have the bracking as well that I can. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's with. very practical. So I love it. I will try it next time. <laughs> <laughs> so I will try it next time. You know, geek stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah. oh, on this day, you don't need to learn, but you will learn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you are talking about this, but me, I was learning uh, on CDJ uh, a night that uh, my sound card of Tractor uh, had a bug and uh, nothing w uh, was uh, functioning. Oh. So uh, a friend of mine was saying me, Erika, you are breaking your head for nothing. You are stressing for nothing. Go on CDJ, let, let's do two USB and you play on it. And me, I was like, no, but I don't know how to do. And he was putting me on uh, this vinyl mod on CDJ. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's not so hard. Like, hey, hello, hey, you. Hey, only USB, no computer, no time code record, no, no, you know, it's not, it's not calibrating, no, whatever. This yeah, shit. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The calibrating <laughs> part when you have a needle on the, uh, yeah, exactly, a needle doesn't, doesn't function. Or there are too much rumble, so you, you, everything is yeah, vibrating. Yeah. So, and then you have, the, you know, that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, you know that. You yeah, know that. I think I've experimented almost everything. Like last year, I was playing in a festival on my technical riders. It was uh, written like, it was written like uh, two CDJ, blah, blah, blah. The festival didn't have. And at the ah. moment I, I, I made like one hour car to go there. So I was like, no, I won't go back because they don't have the technical rider. And I told them, what do you have? They told me, ah, I have this controller you have now. Ah. I told them, ah, okay. And they were like astonished. I was able to play on this because I think as a vinyl player, you are able to play on fucking everything. Like. Almost, yes. I agree. And especially if you're used to uh, uh, a brand such as Pioneer, for example, because Almost every effect has the same. You have the shift. You yeah, have exactly. So basically, once you know how to work on at least one or two machines, then the rest is a bit like you try it out and then... Yeah, but the contrary is not true. For example, if you are a controller DJ and someone is putting you on CDJ, it's not the same and it okay. will be harder. And uh, uh, even harder, the, from the controller to the vinyl, ciao, you don't know nothing. It's hard. Yeah, I imagine because, yeah, you have to handle the yeah. vinyl, actually. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have the visual to tell you, oh, yeah, it's this BPM, so <laughs> do it. Be no, matching yeah. by ears. Yeah, do You'll it. You'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> but me, in fact, it was my favorite exercise when I was training with vinyl, like, long time ago. It was like, without no headphone, no headphone, with friends, you just beat match like this on the speakers, like and the, and we were chronometering. Like, oh, I, uh, you you who, were who measuring is the, the faster. You know what oh, I mean? Like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's that's a hard exercise actually. Yeah, that's we could cool. do it, you and me, just for fun. <laughs> I love it. I, you know, I kind of lost the ability to do that because now I'm I'm only beat matching. No, but seriously, I'm not training at all anymore. It was vinyl just like for beat matching or really rarely. Sometimes, you know, for scratching or stuff like that, I'm matching the, the sample um, speed to, uh, the, to the beat just to, you know, to have a proper scratch. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of sometimes, it's not all the time. So I, I think I would be good to prove it again. I'm not training anymore. So yeah, no. I love this exercise. And it's exactly for this reason that for the moment, I continue to not prepare all my USB with record box because I feel it's nice to not have this visual on the CDJ to 
tell you what's the BPM. So me, I, I, go, I go on CDJ, there's no information. I just know it's this sound. And a lot of people are telling me, ah, but how do you know what's the BPM? I know because I'm listening, <laughs> just this. So you, you like to have a bit of difficulty when you play. Yeah, because I like, love this. I don't, me, I don't want to know the BPM. As a DJ. Yeah, I love as a DJ to not know the visual and to only listen to beat match. Beat matching, it's magic. I love this. It's, uh, it's I love this a lot. Like it's it's my life. I'm doing it since 20 years. I, I think much of a lost art indeed. Yes. I don't know if still people are still inside the the beat matching game, you know, like really thinking like, okay, let's let's beat match by ears. Yeah, I mean, seriously, not visually, because visually, I mean, it's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah, it's so easy. But yeah, I think the old school peeps like me, they are doing it like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, no, but anyway, I think it's easier to 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 see everything coming in uh, on your signal. But yeah, but in fact, in if there is some problem with your computer and then you just have to play old school, it's cool to know how to bit match because if not, Oh, yeah, in fact, if you think about it, it's very rare, this type of situation. <laughs> exactly. It's only an exercise. I'm, I'm, I'm a masochist, so I'm doing it like for myself. <laughs> I love it. I love beat matching by ears. It's like, wow. Yeah, but that makes you actually a great DJ because you know to... to no, it's not only this... No, but a good DJ for me, it's not only beat match by ears, even if it's a nice performance. No, 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 not only, but you know, it's it's yeah. a big feature. One of the maybe, yeah, I don't know. Because if you think about it, I I could use like this record box system and put my USB and record box already knows, and I have all my cues written on the on the visual of the of the sound, and that's it. A lot of DJ, almost, I think 90% of the DJ are doing it. So yeah, no, it's, it's not making of me a better DJ, but it's my own pleasure, let's say. I think for me, it's not this a good DJ. It's like, uh, um, how can I say in English? Like it's a lot of different factors. Mm. I agree. So we're talking about skills. So now, 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 what do you think as a female DJ and uh, about actual state about DJing in general? So I know it's a big topic, but um, how do you feel as a female DJ? I feel there is a new representation that are coming, more space for us. At the same time, there is uh, some genres of music that are not fully represented by women. For example, bass music or hip hop, turntablism. Uh, there's a big lack of women, but we cannot explain really why these genres are less uh, are, are, are giving less attraction for girls. Uh, what do I feel? I feel, in fact, it's, it's strange because our world has, has turned for me more complex. And in the same time, we have more space as girls. Being a girl has, has turned to be like 
now an excuse to be booked. So it's a bit strange for me. At the same time, I've, I've fight the 15 last years for representation, representativity of women in this area. And at the same time, I'm, I'm very happy there is more girls on stage. And at the same time, I feel a bit sad that there is sometimes more girls, but because it's a marketing operation. So yeah, it's a mixed feeling and it's sadness about the complexity of the, of the world. So I would say like, uh, sometimes I feel as if like the world is losing sense a bit, but yeah, it's not only about being a girl DJ. So yeah, what do I feel as a girl DJ? Uh, yeah, it's this, more or less this. We need more. In fact, I'm happy about like DJ girl are having more, more space, but I'm sad about the fact that men are continuing to controlling off. Like for example, there is still a lot of guys, directors of club, uh, director of curation on big festivals, big clubs. We are not controlling nothing. It's like maybe 90% of, of curation festivals and club are oriented by guys. So yeah, a lot of work to do still. Still a lot of work to do indeed. Yeah, so it's a bit like, it's strange because at the scale of a life, I've, I've seen some changements, change, but in the same time, I, I feel it's I'm too much impatient for this like slowliness. Do you mean that the, 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 um, the music industry is shifting? That's for sure, but too slow? Yeah, for, for, me. for, <laughs> for a scale of a life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, look, I mean, the game since, let's say professionally since like for 15 years. And yeah, I feel it's only now that we have more representativity of women in, as a DJ. And even as I, as I said, it depends on the genre. So yeah, but if you look on guys of people in as curators, as directors, as deciders, mm. it's like a lot of job should be done more and more. Who controls still our guys? Do you, Who has do you, power? Still hmm. are guys. Do you still think there is a, a glass ceiling that needs to be broken yeah. to for, for women? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, sometime in, in pessimism, I don't know if this glass ceiling will explode at the moment. Like it's hmm. as if it can't be exploded for the moment. Because even if we see some change, the change that are operating, that are occurring, are prof uh, profiting for guys still. Or for guys or for an elite of guys, not all the guys, but yeah, an elite. Hmm. So yeah. Interesting. But, you know, I've shown you this, no? I have ah, this voilà. book. <laughs> <laughs> so and this girl I'm totally agreeing with her like it's, she's can you tell us what you just show, show for the people who are listening yeah. to the podcast so yeah it's, it's a book by a um, French academic uh, sociologue she's called Ren Pratt and she say yeah in fact I will read 
try to translate what's uh, in the book, like the, the synthetic, synthetic uh, text. It means the measures adopted uh, for years by the public government to reduce the inequalities and promote the diversity uh, did not break this fucking glass ceiling. But the world is changing and the people like minorities, uh, minorities about sex, about race, about non-conformities uh, are talking louder and louder. And uh, they are revealing, they are uh, witnessing a lot of physical violence, psych psychical violence, epistemic violence around them that they are suffering of but uh, they are developing an imagination, critical imagination and creative imagination that is opening uh, a way for new stories. But for the moment, these stories are in the private sphere and inside the little communities. For example, the feminist stories are staying inside the feminist communities mm -hmm. and the public space uh, for the moment is, is is not giving so much space for this. The representation of the, of the women are still leaded by uh, uh, a representation of women like an object of desire, like a stereotypic objects, stereotypical uh, profession, stereotypical, a lot of things. Mm -hmm, And uh, she said that the world of culture is particularly affected by this tension. And, uh, but it could be a, a powerful motor of change for the entire society. But yeah, we need to explode this fucking patriarchal order that is destroying us. But in fact, she's saying only patriarchal, but me, I would not let it only to patriarchy, but to capitalism in general. Like Because for me, patriarchy, it's a symptom of this oppression and exploitation of people that is capitalism it's not only like patriarchy it's like but it's uh, not only uh, men or yeah. women it's human against human yeah exactly exactly in true. fact there is a lot of exploitation of different kind if you if you think about it so patriarchy is one of the symptoms but there is not only this and we cannot think only the world through this uh, this point of view so yeah it's this but inside DJing, yeah, a lot of work should be done. If you think about it, like for, for the moment, we are only 20% to be represented in festival. And I don't talk about bass music festival or hip hop festival. I talk generally festival. Mm -hmm. As producers, we are 2% Oof. on the Western world. Only so 2%? Imagine, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, so not yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and in 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 what I was talking you like the 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 power of like the the power of uh, how can I say in English like the labels, the clubs, the festival. What is diffusing the music mm -hmm. or the culture? Mm -hmm. It's like one percent. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. So practically no one is a female in this business then yeah 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 i was talking mm. about this yesterday i met a girl like uh, she she works at the radio like the belgium radio rtbf mm -hmm. and in fact she was saying she was saying inside the radio about music she is the only girl who has a program inside 35 
pro thirty-five programs, there is only one girl that is treating by her own her own program that is deciding what she does. The wow. rest, the rest of the RTBF, it's like guys. And if there is a woman, she's the assistant. She's like the secretary. She's she has an executive uh, role. She's not a decider then. Exactly, she doesn't wow. decide. So wow. she, she well, yeah, wow. I sorry, I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big conversation I had with her, and at the moment she was knowing like, ah, yeah, you work at this radio, wow. And I was like full of admiration. And when she told, I I asked her like, ah, yeah. So because she was talking about the fact that um, it's it's difficult for her, for example, to have the VIP pass for the festivals, like. And I was asking her, hey, who is deciding the programmation of the biggest uh, Belgium festival? Yeah, and exactly. Like, it's a good question. Trying to calculate. And she was saying me, no girls at the curation of Belgium festivals. No oh, girls. Oh, surprising. Oh, strange. But yeah, yeah, a lot of work has to be done. But luckily, a lot of guys are becoming aware and trying to help us. It can be our boyfriends, our friends. So yeah, now from now, it's not from us that the job has to be done, it's from them to help us and to not be the man savior or the white savior or the savior. It has to be like a collab work like for- Yeah, like allies, allies. Yes, they, yeah. they should be allies, of course, yeah. Exactly, it's a Working work of collab. together, not like yeah, exactly. we are ladies together. or whoever no exactly no. there's no domination it's a all, exactly. all together work like yeah we work hand in hand and then let's go and change the future <laughs> for yeah. the next ladies and the next round of uh, people and generation that will come yeah. Let's try that. Yeah, not easy, not easy, but uh, but <laughs> do you think that so some of the um, the genres you were referring to, uh, for example, hip hop and bass music that are more um, not dominated by male because it's not domination, but you know they are more male present. Occupied, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, do do you think it's due to the genre itself or because of something else do you have a, an idea about that i don't know yet i've tried to question myself about this but really i don't know it's like i can't say you yeah me neither <laughs> i was hoping maybe you had a clue or something but no no, no. i think it's it's uh, generated by something bigger than, than i think it's maybe about stereotypes about uh, yeah i don't know in fact i i i cannot develop on this point it's mm -hmm. like yeah no clue <laughs> me neither i don't know it, it's it's a really complex situation actually so i don't know i mean for yeah i think a big project should be leaded in academic field like to try to understand but yeah i don't know it's it could be like a big research project between anthropology sociology musicology exactly uh, linguistics yeah a lot of a lot of area could work on it <laughs> to understand could be really interesting 10 years research for one answer yeah exactly like yeah let's try to understand <laughs> okay so because yeah you, you're a researcher as well on the side as well be, besides being a yeah. deep, right exactly okay so that's why i'm just explaining for the, the for the, the yeah screen. for the listeners so yeah. they, they understand why you you go into uh academics right now <laughs> yeah 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 so, but it could be interesting for example to lead some yes, yes. some interviews some quests about this 
uh, inside a lot of country from Japan to huh? to South Africa to France to why why the why it's supposed that the girl will listen more to pop and R&B more than to dubstep and breakcore yeah or, or rap music or you know like hardcore rap and yeah but yeah we were talking about this yesterday too like the rap now the hip hop now is more pop like so <laughs> that's why i said hardcore rap yeah yeah exactly As, you know my what yeah, yeah because yeah let's say that now As hip hop is the most listened to music style, style music yeah. on the world, there are some uh, shift in the genre as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not. Oh, we, I think nowadays we cannot say the same that the girls are not listening to hip hop because yeah, it's not the same hip hop than 20 years ago. So no, and that's not bad uh, per se. But I mean. I don't know many ladies listening to I don't know for example uh, uh, West Grime, Side, yeah. for example, you know. Yeah, but maybe grime because it's a UK genre. Oh, maybe grime. In UK, more people, more girls are listening to this. But for sure, no. But Europe, for example, for US rap, for example, West Side Guns or stuff like that, or yeah, people yeah. like that that are relatively underground and still having some raps with lyrics and only like uh, um, a lot of musicality and uh, singing inside. So more, let's say, typical rap. I don't like to say yeah, that, but yeah. you know what I mean. Um, this, I don't know many ladies in my area, areas and, and friends that are listening to that. They yeah, don't too, even too. know the names, actually. But in fact, if you think about it, I don't know if you feel it, but the last one, two years, maybe since the COVID, I see in France uh, more, more representativity of girls playing stuff more hard, like more breaks, more drum and bass, more jungle. And this was very not the case like 10 years ago. Oh. So maybe we have this, I don't know, yeah, this reappropriation. I don't know. So you mean that um, the confinement like led to new? <laughs> I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't know if it's the lockdown, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's not about this. It's maybe be, because during the COVID, And the people were <laughs> locked down in house and were obliged to think about some stuff in them in them job and or maybe they were like in prison in jail in jail with their woman so obliged to think about all this I don't know <laughs> <laughs> poor them <laughs> okay <laughs> like yeah let's let's do some some hardcore mix to escape from that prison with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys <laughs> you know music is an escape route as well huh? <laughs> no worries. yeah yeah <laughs> oh it's funny but thank you very much uh Rika. uh dj la dame thank you very much um for your time and um insights of everything do you have something to say maybe for your promo for anything what where we can find you tell me Yeah, I don't know. Bandcamp La Dame, Mixcloud La Dame, Soundcloud La Dame. <laughs> some, some, uh, some tracks will be released this month. So I have like uh, two tracks coming oh, out. Nice. One track on the uh, auto released uh, little EP of a friend that I made a remix for him. It's like a, 
uh, yeah, break UK track. And another two, like it's a two-step influenced and it will uh, be released on the, on the uh, ISOM, it's a French label from the south of France. So yes, this. And after you can find me in tour all around France, more West Coast this summer for me. So I will go in the West Coast of France and yeah, it's this. Some West Coast, baby. West Coast, baby, but of France, like <laughs> we could do a B like Bretagne. <laughs> I'm going to Brittany, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, next week in Lyon, the next the week after in Lyon, I will play in Couleur Café in Belgium, like end Ooh. of the month. Congrats, baby. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So nice. yeah, working hard, babe. <laughs> yeah, I see that a lot of a full summer, and then uh, yeah, so everyone can follow you on your Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, voilà. Ladam DJ Carey. Voilà, so you can follow you and your adventures around the world and uh, musically. Okay, thank you very merci. much. Yeah, merci, super girl. You rule. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Ladies of the turning table. 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 Ladies of the turning tables. Ladies of the turning tables.